Welcome to CapeCast Audio 20. This is the 20-minute weekly podcast from the city of Cape Coral, Florida. I'm Connie Barron. I'm the city's public information director, and I am the host of this weekly podcast. My guest in studio today is Christy Vogt. Christy's with our Economic Development Office, and this is kind of a bittersweet interview because today is Christy's last day. Welcome to the program, Christy. Thank you, Connie. We're going to talk about your career uh, in Cape Coral and some of the, the things that happened over, over that eight years that you were here. But before we do, why don't we talk about where you started in government, and what brought you down here to Cape Coral? Because you have a pretty extensive uh, government background. Yes, I do. I grew up in Washington, D.C., and my first job was as a lobbyist for a utility. And I got to know the political system pretty well. And when we moved to Florida, and it was almost 30 years ago, I started with then-Congressman Connie Mack. Now, this is the Connie Mack that became a senator later on. And after that, I went with Congressman Porter Goss, worked for him for 16 years until he became director of the CIA. So at that point, uh, the office was closing. So as I looked around, Cape Coral came to mind, and there was an opening in the Economic Development Office, and while I was working with the both congressmen, I worked a lot with the small business development uh, centers and the SBA and the federal level. I knew what businesses were looking for, so it intrigued me to be on the other side and to help more closely local business. Mike Jackson was the director then, and we worked together on a lot of things. Mostly, the things I liked best were the publications that put Cape Coral on the map. Literally, we had a satellite map with a big star on it, so people wouldn't confuse us with Coral Gables, Coral Springs, you name it, they did. So... Uh, In the past eight years, we've been trying to put Cape Coral on the map and try to change a little bit of the procedures and attitudes here that will bring businesses here, kind of undo some of the rumors that, you know, Cape Coral has a lot of obstacles in the way. And we do have some obstacles in the way. We're pre-platted. That has been the main obstacle to... Uh, the room that businesses need to grow and to come here. Um, There's a lot of uh, obstacles there, but also we wanted to put in place incentives that they could take advantage of. It didn't have a lot of twists and turns, and you had to jump through so many hoops and put procedures together that would make it, I guess, more pliable and more understandable. Um, One of my My best things, I think, are the uh, opening a business brochure, which takes you step by step on what you need to do. And, of course, we're not the only agency that would um, have step-by-steps. There's the state, there's the county, so we tried to pull it all in one place. And then our website, which did a major overhaul, trying to give as much information as possible about the city, about what markets are here. We have 155,000 people. Now, a couple of years ago, the number was 163,000, but 155,000 is a lot of people. It's a good market, and these are consumers that businesses can take advantage of, but we also know that we need businesses that 
do their business outside of our own economy and are not reliant on just the Cape Coral or Lee County economy. And those are the businesses that we're trying to attract. But my job was to work with the present-day businesses and help them if they wish to expand, find space, perhaps plug them into some incentives that we have, steer them toward business resources like the Small Business Development Center, Chamber of Commerce, other entities that can give them the tools that they need to do what they have to do, grow their business, market their business, and that has been just so much fun for me. Ecological Laboratories, just in eight years, expanded two times, (laughs) and uh, I'll take complete credit for that. (laughs) Um, But it was great because we saw them put up a new building, and then we saw them buy another building, and this is a business that does something just totally different. They've developed nutrients that clean water, and they clean rivers, they clean lakes, and this is right here in Little Cape Coral, and they're right in the industrial park up in the northern section, and they do very well. And I can see them growing further and further. Their markets are worldwide. Um, they do great uh, aquarium work, you know, because those same nutrients will clean your aquarium. They have customers in Japan and all kinds of places. So, Well, this is going to be a pretty easy interview. I think I'll be able to ask maybe two or three more questions. I can't <laughs> shut up, can I? <laughs> uh, and I, I do want to tell our listeners out there too. I'm, I'm joking around here with, with Christy, but uh, she she's my backup too when I'm not uh, here when I'm on vacation. She fills in for me as the public information director for the city. So uh, we we have a lot of fun, and she's been a great asset to me. So I'm going to miss her for a lot of other reasons as well as with uh, her expertise in economic development. Uh, Christine, you mentioned that there are some obstacles in Cape Coral uh, as far as development. What do you consider to be the biggest obstacle? I guess the infrastructure is is part of the obstacles. We we don't have utilities north of Pine Island Road, and we don't have gas lines everywhere for those businesses that need gas to uh, do their businesses. Um, we do have it all down Del Prado and all down Pine Island Road, but, you know, the city's fairly large. Um, and the pre-plattedness is, is one of the main ones because it just it just doesn't assist in businesses assembling property, and it, it, it can take a very long time to do. And explain to our viewers, too, exactly what pre-platted means when we're talking about Cape Coral. Pre-platted means that all the land was carved up into small lots, and in order to build a house, you have to buy two of those lots. Well, when you have a street that's maybe now a major artery and you have these tiny lots, a business would have to buy each lot from whomever owns it, go through all that paperwork and all that expense in order to assemble enough property to get their building up, to get their parking lot up, to have access to the street, driveways, all of that, and it just costs a lot of money. And this is just something that was done years ago before they thought that businesses might be larger than a little shop or a barber shop. And so the the larger businesses have taken a long time to come here because of that. Now, in recent years, we've had some large tracts of land become available, a lot on Pine Island Road, 
but they needed to be rezoned. And that took place. And, you know, as all these steps go into play, there's time ticking by. So all of a sudden, it seemed we had the boom of business on Pine Island Road. And and I would hear, wow, we finally have a dot, 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 whatever you name. And then others would say, oh, how come we just have big boxes? We don't, well, you know, you can't please everyone. But the thing about Cape Coral is we have a little bit of everything. We have small shops along Del Prado, in the CRA, downtown along Cape Coral Parkway, nice boutiques. And up on Pine Island Road, you can go to your big box stores and get the things you need. But, of course, we need more than retail. We need uh, businesses that will give people jobs that are paying higher than, you know, average wage to sustain the city when it is built out because the main economy so far has been construction of houses. And we're we're not alone. Uh, The whole state of Florida faces that fact. So... We have been looking for ways to attract businesses here. We do have large tracts of land, including academic village property that the city owns, that maybe we can use as an incentive to attract some office parks, some corporations, small ones. We're not looking at Ford Motor Company, but, you know, small ones that can give our folks jobs and not be dependent on the local economy for survival. Just about every year or every, actually in Cape Coral, it's every two years when we have elections, we have um, uh, candidates that declare for office and they run for office. And almost to a person, they list economic development as the number one priority. Why do you think that economic development always is the number one priority? And what do you think they mean? And I don't mean for you to just interpret what uh, a politician might be thinking. But when they say that economic development is a top priority, what what do you think is going through their mind? I believe what's going through their mind is they know that we need businesses here that do business outside of our community and are not dependent on the local economy businesses that are sustainable because they're global. And what we need to do as economic developers is educate each official that you have to invest in economic development in order to make it happen. And by that, I mean, we need to incent businesses to come here. Florida is a large state, and it has a lot of places that are far more developed than we are, They have a lot of other amenities that we don't have. So we have to first set ourselves apart that we're different and that's a good thing for your business, but also give them the incentive to come over here and take a look at us. Um, We also need to let them know about what other communities are doing and how they are competing with us and Lee County in attracting businesses there. And we have to be friendly to those businesses and and be have the best face on when businesses come to see us. And you never know who's here looking. Most of the businesses who started here were visitors here on vacation. They kind of look around and go, wow, this is a really nice community. 155,000 people? Are you kidding? It doesn't look like that's that many people because we're 120 square miles. Mm-hmm. And so when they learn that, they go, wow, the market's nice. They don't have a, you know, this kind of store. They don't have this kind of business. They don't have, and they start thinking. And that's, that's when, 
if someone says, man, there's too much traffic here, there's too many stores, there's too many this or that, they think, well, the people don't really want more business here. They want to keep it the same. Well, if that's what the community wants, they need to say that. But otherwise, they need to market their community. Everyone that uh, talks to a stranger, they may be talking to the head of a company from New York, New Hampshire, Michigan. And um, you could be the salesperson for Cape Coral, and we welcome that because we need them. We went through, obviously, some difficult times with the economic downturn, with the housing bust uh, the, the bubble busting. And, uh, you know, Cape Coral then became one of the the epicenter cities for foreclosures. Now, recently, though, we've received quite a bit of good news and some really good headlines in some national publications. Do you think that has helped increase any interest from developers in Cape Coral? Absolutely. And they have been watching the market for a while. And yes, we were the epicenter. You know, we always want to be number one at what we do, but not that <laughs> one. Um, well, now we're like one of the top three fastest growing communities. Well, there was a vacuum there. So now investors are coming in and, and buying houses and, and land and things like that. So absolutely, they, they watch it. They watch the, the up and coming smart markets and fast growing markets. And they know that Cape Coral was a big booming place in 2006. And so um, I think we are getting a lot more calls and a lot more participation by investors. And when you have investors, sometimes they can help you bring a company in because they know people and they are trusted and the business will say, okay, maybe this is the time to do it. Prices are not out of sight yet. They're coming up. So this is the time to get an office built or take one of the buildings that are empty. And we don't have a whole lot of inventory as far as industrial buildings. So we welcome the building going on and the VA clinic is coming. That's supposed to be opening this summer. And there will be over 1200 people a day going through there. And these are people that don't necessarily live in Cape Coral. So a whole slew of people are going to be discovering us once again, and in a part of Cape Coral that's not normally uh, seen, Northeast Cape Coral. One of the things that you have had to battle over the past eight years is the reputation that Cape Coral is unfriendly to business. What does that mean, and is there any validity to that uh, reputation that seems to get repeated out there a lot? Well, I believe in the past um, when the, the, the rules and regulations were set in, the goal was to protect the homeowner and the resident because we wanted the type of community that people will want to come and live and play and work. And over the years, as business comes in, they were seen as um, an entity that could undo some of that nice community. And most businesses, they want to be part of the community, not wreck the community. And a lot of the uh, regulations just didn't permit some of the newer, modern ways of doing things, ways of building. And so the other part of that is the attitude of the um, customer service staff that handles these inquiries. And, you know, when you work 
over-the-counter anywhere, you know, whether you're a bank teller or a retailer at the cashier, you know, you get nice people, you don't get nice people, and people have bad days and not bad days. But a lot of it is when the developer or builder is trying to push the envelope and bend the rules. Now, what we've tried to do over the years is take that and say, okay, let's change our attitude. Instead of just saying no, period, let's say, gee, it doesn't look like that's a smooth process. Let's figure out a way to make it work if possible and sit down with the person and figure out, is there some other adjustment we can make to let this building go here or to let this driveway go here or some other way. And they started calling our office to be a part of that conversation and a part of the solution. And that's what we're trying to be now. And we have a customer advocate program in place with people who that's all they do is try to figure out ways to make it work. And that's just wonderful. And we've gotten some really nice compliments from people saying, wow, I heard Cape Coral is really hard to deal with. I found my uh, experience a wonderful one, and I thank you very much. And that's, that's just great. That's news to our ears because that's our image, and that's what we want to do. If you could make one significant change that you think could improve economic development in Cape Coral, what would it be and why? Boy, you don't believe in easy questions. Um, you know what just popped in my head? If we had our own TV station and that it would run 24-7 with the programs that we have and the, the scenery here in Cape Coral and reasons why you should come here and why people like to do business here, and the fact that, you know, yes, we're part of the Sunshine State, but there's something different from our sunshine. We're in a state where the sunshine's reflected because we have 400 miles of canals, boaters' paradise, and that we can't build a city like this anymore. It would be against every environmental regulation in the world. And we have a lot of state-of-the-art stuff, like our, our water system and our irrigation system, you know, award-winning stuff. It would be nice to have a portal that that would just convey that out there to the world so they don't have to try and find out. It's right there for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Christy, I know this is your last day, and I appreciate you coming in here just to uh, talk to the listeners out there and, and give your feedback and some of your reflections uh, from your eight years as uh, one of our economic development pros. Um, I wish you well in the future. I know you're heading to the other coast for a little while, and it has been a pleasure to work with you. You're a true professional, and uh, you will be missed here in Cape Coral. Thank you. I will miss everyone here, and I'll keep an eye on you. Make sure you stay on track. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me, Christy. We'll see you next time on Cape Cast. I'm Connie Barron. Have a good day.